Scar, you're wrong. I that's, that's just how I'm going to start this statement off. You're wrong. You told Brandon that the show gets better when uh, Walt turns to Jesse and says, run. But this episode was pretty fucking fantastic. I think I think run is the breaking point is the breaking point in Breaking Bad. Like that is the for 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 Walt. Like the the fly episode was the death of Walter White. This is the, the run is completely Walter White is gone. It is Heisenberg now. It is like it. It is Walter White is gone. There is no more Walter White. Mm-hmm. It is. Je- it is just Heisenberg. Jesse and is the dumb, one of the dumbest characters on TV. Absolutely. And Walt tried. Walt tried so hard. But the way that Walt tried to talk Jesse out of doing this shit was so fucking hypocritical, dog. Like we have to remember <laughs> what he told Jesse when he first convinced Jesse to put combo on that block. And now he's sitting there like, you're not a killer. You're not this. When just a couple of weeks ago, when it suited his purposes, you're a blowfish. And Jesse's like, hey, man, all I want is for you to make some ricin, so I'm going to put it in their food. No, we can't do that. You're not a killer. And you know what? Where was your mind at when you put him on the block in the first place? Where was your drug-addled mind? Listening to you, Walt, tell me to put him on the block. Mr. White, remember that? Remember that part? Also, putting rice in was in, in in his food wasn't that a good idea when we were when you wanted to do it to Tuco? Yeah, but Tuco was trying to kill us. Combo is us. I mean, that is a good point. Tuco was trying to kill them. This these people just made a truce. No, this oh, was before, before this was before the truce. But this was they don't even know who Jesse is. <laughs> but th- but Jesse is like, look, he's saying. Yeah, you wanted to do that when Tuco was trying to kill us, but they've already killed one of us because Combo is us, and Walt is still talking to him the same way. He, what? What? Which one was? Basically, which one was Combo? Still, like which? Which one? Like, why am I worried about this person? Walt's like, that was years ago, motherfucker. <laughs> Like, where were you three three months ago when this first happened? Oh, yeah, you were still high off that meth. By the way, welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. I just, I just don't. I see where Jesse's coming from because not only is Jesse furious that the people who killed Combo are selling their work, they're selling what they, what they slaved to create. But then, Walt, it's not gaslighting. 
It's just Walters being completely obtuse about the situation. Like he's completely just whitewashing the fact that he's the one who put them in this situation in the first place. And I, if I'm Jesse, I'm just like, you know what? I have a plan. It'll work. I'm going to do this with or without you. I'm going to do this. And he's on his way to go fucking do it. And Walt fucking snitches on him. He saved his life, you mean? Did he, though? He didn't know what the end result of that was going to be. Yes, he did. Because it's Jesse. (laughs) No, I mean, he didn't know what the end result of Mike and whatever the silent guy's name is coming to get Jesse would have been. I think he Gus was already looking at Jesse like he was a fucking issue anyway. And Mike came out there and hit him with the half measures conversation. And Walt took that 100% the wrong way because Mike was saying, let him go or else kill him. Stop fucking with this junkie. Everybody's calling him a junkie. I mean, he's acting like a junkie. All I'm saying is, first of all, it seems like the first time that he's gotten that he's hit some meth again was right before he walked up on them two with a gun at the end of the episode. Yep. That seems like the first time he's hit meth again since he was in rehab. And they're just calling him a junkie. Secondly, if everybody is telling me that I can't do this when one of my best friends just got killed, I'm telling y'all right now, if Scar or Brandon got killed... And I knew who did it. Ain't no mountain high enough. But you also have, I mean, I get it, it, but that's a, that's a, that's a very, very emotional response. And I'm not really an emotional person. Like if, if I'm gone, like the thing that you need to understand about me is I need you to be safe. I don't need you to put yourself in harm's way so you can be in the same place as me, dead. Why why would why would I want you to do that? It's not worth it. It's not worth it's not worth your life to to try to avenge mine if it's in that kind of situation. But I it's have... not it's not it's not worth your death. It's not worth your incarceration. It's not it, it's not worth that. But I have to. Otherwise, how the fuck am I going to get to tell somebody I am the terror that flaps in the night? Get <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I am the straw that stirs your coffee. <laughs> uh, Darkwing Duck does not get the credit it deserves, but. He's just stripped. Hmm? No, I haven't said nothing. But I'm saying, like, I understand what you're saying, Scar. And I feel like Brandon will be the same way and Nisha will be the same way. But Jesse is emotional. Yes. Jesse is so emotional that when he finds out that his girls, that his girl has a son, he's willing to just 
kick her to the curb. Like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm, I'm risking it all to tell you, Andrea, that you fucking up. While we're in bed, I just got some. But I know you have a son. And so just like that, you're a horrible mother. This dude makes emotional decisions that put him in jeopardy literally every single time that he, honestly, every single time one of his friends gets hurt, every single time a kid gets hurt, he took the shot for his brother, like that weed, he took the charge for that so a little kid wouldn't get hurt. That that little boy who looked like fucking Timmy Kirk, <laughs> that Spooge's son, he took right. the charge for him and ended up staying there and getting attacked and assaulted when he could have just murdered the two of them like he wanted to. And that was when they had attacked him. No, that was when they attacked Skinny Pete. They attacked yes. Skinny Pete and he ran up on him and Walt had no issue with that. He did the same thing for uh, Andrea's son, and he's doing it for Combo. He does it for his aunt. Like, he rides for his aunt against his mom. Like, you were never there for her. You never supported her. The ones he loves, he loves deeply. And I'm not saying that y'all aren't like that, because I know how deeply y'all love. I know how deep Walt's love goes for his family. But the logic stops y'all from going all in. Jesse doesn't have that logic. No. And so when he finds out that Tomas is a is is being put to work by these two guys, I don't even think he was trying to kill them because of combo as much as he was also trying to kill them to save this kid. I'm not even mad about the first time. I'm mad about the second time. <laughs> the second time was stupid. It was stupid. After the truce happened, it was stupid. But at the same time, after the truce happened, those two niggas went out and killed the kid. They killed his girlfriend's brother. I mean, you have, like... Jesse can't be that fucking stupid. At this point, that kid knows too much. So he's got, if you want the kid, if you want the kid out the game, that's the only way out because he knows too much. And he's 11 and he ain't going to keep secrets. And nope. again, that's the logical aspect of it. The illogical, the other logical aspect of it is technically that kid shot combo. One so down, is, two so to go. Is, One down, two enemy. to go. <laughs> that The kid is your enemy because the kid is the one that actually shot him. Exactly. So, okay, we just we just walking on by that one, and then I'm going after these two somewhere down the line. That's logical. He they, killed, a, matter of fact, matter of fact, I don't understand how Jesse found out that Tomas was Andrea's brother and they kept fucking. That part. Well, I mean, Jesse maybe. has a soft spot for kids, so he don't blame the kid. Maybe puss just good. Um, Jesse has a soft spot for kids, yes. But, but, puss, but puss it, this is a blind spot. 
Pussy's pussy. Like, it has nothing to do with the pussy. He's not killing those. Good. He's not killing those two over Andrea. He's killing no, them over Tomas. I'm, I'm saying that's. I'm saying that's why he went back after after he found out what happened to Combo. That's why he went back because maybe it was just good. Yeah. I don't know. At that point in time, I gotta go, sis. I gotta go. And and I'm not saying that she's a rebound, but it ain't been that long since Jane died. No, what that nigga just mourning hard, like Yeah. I mean it's I mean his rehab stint is the the time frame here. Yeah. So he was mourning hard for maybe like two months, maybe a no. month. Most most of the shit, most of rehab stints is about a month or so. About a month, about, yeah. About a month, yeah. Your girl just died right next to you off of drugs. That may be another reason why he went so hard on her when he wasn't going hard. He was trying to push drugs on Andrea and then found out that uh, she had a kid and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But still, if I find out that any of your family members harmed anyone in my family, I got to be honest with you. Again, emotionally, you're now a target. I play a lot of Call of Duty recently, a lot of DMZ, and what I like to do is snipe from like high buildings, just snipe people and then just sit there and wait as their teammates come out and try and save them and I can snipe them too. You be that person who I leave in the middle of the street for your friends to come and try and save. So full metal jacket. I have to. And then also, um, that's almost the exact same scene happened in uh, Saving True Private Blood. Ryan. True Blood. Uh, I, you know what? Does True Blood get good? Because no. the whole first season is just her and that 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 vampire. Oh, the- I can't, I can't be with you, Sookie. Oh, now, oh. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it got it got worse over time, but it definitely got way worse when they got married. They get, in real life. They, have, that they get married just, in real life. No, they get those two get married in real life. It's and just it was, it's a dry it's, show. It's kind of an eyes wide shut situation, like where it's just like you guys are married in real life. Like we don't want to see you pretend like you love this person. We know you love this person. You married them. Okay, I don't care about that. It's just a boring ass show. I understand how some of these shows get the the acclaim that they do because I tried. I really tried with True Blood. And it's the same thing every episode. The answer, the, the answer is real simple. Why you watch that show? And I start. I watched the show for a few seasons. The why you watch that show was Lafayette. There's been no Lafayette in Lafayette. the first season. I haven't seen much of him at all. I haven't seen that part that everybody puts in the memes where he comes out of the kitchen and says, "Who ordered the burger with the side of AIDS?" That's like one of the first episodes. First few episodes. Then I ain't there yet. And I'm on episode like six. And just yeah. stop because it was just like, look. Yeah, Lafayette is amazing. Like that that dude. Uh he also played a uh, get on up. Um that 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 dude is amazing in that show. But yeah, so what's his name? His name is Nelson something. 
So this episode actually starts off with us finding out about Wendy. And it's a really nice song about Wendy. And I just want to keep in mind that Wendy ain't her fucking real name, ladies and gentlemen. Of course not. Wendy is the name. No, Wendy is the name that Hank gave her. Hey, why don't you come over here and give this kid a Wendy? And she was like, isn't he fucking 13? We don't know this woman's real name. Jesse never says her name. <laughs> he never calls her Wendy. He just says, I know a lady who works, who who buys drugs from them once or twice a week and brings them burgers. That's how I we think, can put the rice no, in there. I think, I think Hank knows her. I think Hank knows her. So that is her name. I think Hank knows her. Because he knows exactly where to go in order to try to, in in order to try to impress upon his nephew, he knows exactly where to go. That is true. I think he just knows her name. But yeah, we get the montage of her loving root beer and pissing on the side of a building and uh, getting juked out of some kind of like getting juked out of cash after not getting paid for doing a Wendy. I'm guessing all she does is Wendy's. Yeah. At the same corner, like y'all can't set up a sting right here. <laughs> like we know which building you go behind, Wendy. But she every day that she goes over to see these guys, she takes them two hamburgers to the dealers. Um, and for the hamburgers, they give her a discount on her meth. Okay, that's Jesse's way in, and he tells. Uh, Walt, and that's when Walt is like, you're stupid and you're high and, and he's not one of us. And uh, you need to calm this shit down because um, you're not a killer. And you ain't never been. But Jesse's like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing this with or without you. Like they use children, dog. Hank is still reluctant to go home. Even though the doctor just said he's free to go home at any fucking time. I'm trying to fit that into this. Because honestly. Look at the show in hand jobs. Born to hand job, baby. Um, you know, I mean, he, he shouldn't be mad about getting a handy, but he's furious because that's what gets him sent out the hospital. He's like, my dick don't work. And Marie's like, I bet you it does. And nigga, y'all been married too long for her to not know the exact way to make something happen. She's not the person who seems like she'd do this while she's checking a a, a bid on eBay. <laughs> do they still do bids on eBay? Like, is that still what eBay yeah. is all about? I haven't been to eBay in so fucking long. They have bids or buy it now. Yeah. Depends on what you want to list it as. Most of the people I know is buy it now type people. Just like, nope, I'm just going to buy this. No, I still do bids because that's how you get deals, especially when I buy comic books. Okay. I just see the logic in that. Comic books and shoes. I never even thought about doing shoes on eBay. I have to tell Devin. Because he was uh, up for a uh, sweepstakes, I guess, to get reverse Grinches. Reverse Grinches? Yeah. 
I have no fucking clue. The kid has become a sneaker head without yeah, those compare. Are the, those are the Kobe's. The new Kobe's. Yeah, they, you, I mean, he wasn't going to get them. Those are going to be taken <laughs> up by box. <laughs> I know. But he tried. He set it up on two separate phones, and he thought and that was he enough. he did get them, you should have made him sell them immediately because they, they were $180 on the on the um, raffle, and now they're $795. I mean, he probably would have. All of his friends are like on StockX and all that kind of stuff doing it. That's a world I don't quite understand. It's the kids, man. They're impressive. So, Hank, or Walt and... You're a kid. I'm not a kid. You can see him. There goes some over there. There goes some over there. You're a big ass kid. Big ass kid. It's called investments. Look at all, look at all those figurines behind you. Funko Pops, all kinds of. You're a big kid. Investment. You opened them already. So what? They're in good shape. It's called investment. I'm missing one, by the way. It's very important to me. How can you tell just by, you know what? Don't even want to know. So, um, Walt and Flynn are driving home. Uh, Flynn is driving, and he's still using one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake at the same time. And he asks his dad, hey, are my feet all right? <laughs> And Walt remembering the last conversation is basically like, if you like it, I love it, my nigga. Like, <laughs> you just keep your feet pitter-patter in the way they, that you want them to. Also, when Hank is in the hospital initially and they're playing cards, Hank is like, yo, I'm going to be in here forever. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, this is what I am. This is where I belong. And I, I don't function no more. And... Flynn is like, so you think just because you got a disability, you can't function? Does that mean I can't function? Valid fucking question, though. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you, you feel sorry for yourself because you're in this situation right now, but you can recover. I can't. And then Flynn wins at cards, and... uh Hank is like, man, that's the third one in a row for you. Who are you, Robert Redford? And Maria is like, have you been playing cards your dad? And <laughs> Flynn is like, huh? <laughs> and Maria is about to spill all the beans when luckily Hank keeps talking like Hank does, but she she can't keep a secret to save her life. I just I I appreciate that in Marie. Not at all. Um. But, but remember, Marie is the worst. Walt, no, he's she's Walt's foil. So like the fact that she can't she can't keep this shit to herself, and the fact that Walt, Walt can't in the same episode they mirror each other. Hmm. So Walt drops Flynn off at the house and says, "I'll see you tomorrow with bells on." And he was like, "That's a joke. I won't actually have bells on." But then Skyler, who's been literally looking up. Money laundering on Wikipedia, which please that's erase how, your that's history. How, that's how you get caught up. Like, bruh, what did you do with? Please erase your history, ma'am. Like, <laughs> like what? 
And on Wikipedia, like for real, what? I thought you knew how this all worked. Didn't she tell, she told Saul, I know how money laundering works. Then why are you on Wikipedia looking up no, money you, laundering? You know theoretically because you're because you're a bookkeeper, you know theoretically how it's supposed to work, but you looked up the press. Mm-hmm. And she comes out and is like, Well, can I talk to you? And she's like, Have you thought any more about uh what I said about the business and everything? And he's like, You know what? I'll do whatever the fuck you want to do if you let me back in that motherfucking house. Like <laughs> right? I'll wash your dirty drawers. You let me back up in the house six as nights as a week for dinner. As soon as I get home from work, six nights a week for dinner. I get a key. I get to babysit my own daughter. I get to help my son with his homework. And they negotiated down to four nights a week with six hours notice. And no key. Oh, he does have his own key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four nights a week and he gets his own key to his house. So he's in his house holding Holly when there's a knock at the door. He goes and he answers the door and it's Mike. And Mike, Mike is such a good fucking grandparent. Like, I know, uh, Brandon, you haven't seen Better Call Saul. I realize that. No. But seeing Mike with his granddaughter and um, knowing the love that he has for his granddaughter, seeing him in this show damn near melting when he's talking to uh, Walt about Holly. Just in that one small, in that one small moment, you see a different side of Mike. And it's, 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 it's beautiful to me. Like that part is just, it's, it's really nice. Um, I don't know why, like, like him coming in and just saying that, like, oh, she's beautiful. It's like when you're acting hard, when I'm, when I'm acting hard, I'm sorry, let me be honest. And I see a baby and I'm like, oh, she's so cute. He's just a little guy. Like you can't help yourself. Like it's a fucking baby. It's a, it's a. It's a fucking infant. I hate babies. Huh? I hate babies. I don't like kids. You you have a daughter. We've talked about this before, Brad Park Scar. I I like her because I have to. We've talked about this before, Scar. You you can't. Mm -hmm. You can't be that way. I can. When it it comes to children. I mean, I could be that. I could be that for y'all children. I don't have to be that for mine. So, Mike comes in, sees the baby, says she's beautiful, tells Walt, sit your dumb ass down. (laughs) And then this conversation happens. I haven't done this since, like, Return to Oswald, I think. I used to be a beat cop a long time ago. And I get called out on domestic disputes all the time, hundreds probably over the years. But there was this one guy, this one piece of shit that I will never forget. Gordy. He looked like Bo Svensson. You remember him? Walking tall, you don't remember? Anyway. Big boy. 270, 280. But his wife, 
whatever she was, lady. It was real small, like a bird, just like little branches. Hmm. Anyway, my partner and I get called out there every weekend. And one of us would pull her aside and we'd say, come on, tonight's the night we press charges. And this wasn't one of those deep down, he really loves me setups. We got a lot of those, but not this. This girl was scared. She wasn't going to cross him, no way, no how. Nothing we could do but pass her off to the EMTs, put him in a car, drive him downtown, throw him in a drunk tank. He sleeps it off. Next morning, out he goes. Back home. And one night, my partner's out sick, and it's just me. And the call comes in, and it's the usual crap. Broke her nose in the shower kind of thing. So I cuff him, put him in the car, and away we go. Only that night, we're driving into town, and this sideways asshole is in my back seat humming Danny Boy. <laughs> and it just rubbed me wrong. So instead of left, I go right out into nowhere. And I kneel him down, and I put my revolver in his mouth. And I told him, this is it. This is how it ends. And he's crying, going to the bathroom all over himself, swearing to God he's going to leave her alone, screaming as much as you can with a gun in your mouth. And I told him to be quiet. But I need to think about what I was going to do here. And of course he got quiet. Goes still. like a dog waiting for dinner scraps. And we just stood there for a while. Me acting like I'm thinking things over. And Prince Charming kneeling in the dirt with shit in his pants. And after a few minutes, I took the gun out of his mouth. And I say, so help me if you ever touch her again, I will such and such and such and such and blah, 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 blah. Just a warning. Oh. <laughs> of course. Just trying to do the right thing. But two weeks later, he killed her. Of course. Caved her head in with the base of a wearing blender. We got there, there was so much blood you could taste the metal. The moral of the story is, I chose a half measure when I should have gone all the way. I'll never make that mistake again. No more half measures, Walton. The thing about messages, first of all, first of all, that was a banging ass speech. Mm -hmm. That was an excellent monologue.
And I know looking at Mike when he's telling that story, if he had the chance, he would have murdered that dude and saved the woman. But the thing about speech is if you don't know the context or you're really not listening, you only hear what you want to hear. It's like what Billy Eilish said on Party Favors. You'll read the wrong words. You'll see the wrong things in, 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 in these words like you do with all of my songs. Like, I feel like Mike was telling him to go kill Jesse. Get yeah. Jesse out the paint because he's only going to get you in more trouble. Yeah. That's the full measure. Don't keep dicking around with this. Take him out the game. Yes, because you know that Gus wants him out of the picture. I mean, at the point where Gail... Gus first and foremost. And and the part where Gail is introduced into this is Gus trying to edge Jesse out of this this conversation. Yep. But I I think um, Gail was always the contingency plan. Yeah. Because we expected Walt to die. But here's the thing. <clears throat> I feel like initially, I feel like initially Walt, now that I say this, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like initially Walt did get the gist of the conversation because that's when he told on Jesse and told Gus this is what Jesse's planning on doing. And that's when uh, Mike and I guess the silent guy's name is Victor. Who fucking knew? But that's when they hem him up and tell Wendy to take a hike and um, go see Gus, who's there with the other two dealers. And it's like, yo, like, these are my guys. And these are my guys. And we need to keep the peace. In essence. Hold on. Hold on. Brandon, you winning? Yeah, the game's over. Did you win? Yeah. Good. Because that makes this all the better. I understand that you have a problem with two of my employees. It is true that they killed one of your associates. It is possible that they acted rashly. But on the other hand, there was provocation. The man was selling on the territory. There is blame on both sides. This will go no further. It will be settled right here, right now. You told him. wasn't for this man and the respect I have for him I would be dealing with this in a very different way don't look at him you look at me this 
is what happens now. My men will come back inside. And you will shake their hands and you will make peace. And that will be the end of this. No. Jesse. Pardon me? These kids. These assholes of yours, they got an 11-year-old kid doing their killing for them. You're supposed to be some kind of a reasonable businessman. This how you do business? You okay with this? You got anything to say here? This is where he signs Walt's death. I mean, um, what's his name? Brock's death warrant. No more children. Domas. Understand? Now, Brock is her child, right? And you? Yes. Tomas is the older brother, or the, okay. the younger brother. Okay. You keep the peace. Now, here's the problem with that. And again, just picking this up now watching it with y'all or hearing it with y'all he says to gus they use children gus looks shocked and calls them back in and looks at them and says looking them in the eyes no more children for jesse he's thinking that means that they're gonna let tomas go no gus means no more kid <laughs> right exactly they wouldn't have killed tomas if gus hadn't told them to kill tomas like True. that's a matter that hmm? no that's exactly how it went hell yeah if gus hadn't said anything tomas will still be riding that bike around the circles when he found out if 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 jesse hadn't said anything Gus wouldn't have known if there was an 11 year old kid out there who can tell at any given moment, like we talked about earlier. At that point in time, Gus, who is 100% the consummate businessman, is like, no more kids. You take this one out and then no more after that. So Jesse's emotions are the reason why Tomas got killed. Yes. It's like, what movie was it that I saw? God, I can't remember now. Um, but it's like so many other movies where it turns out that the person who is 12 monkeys, 12 monkeys, you know. Never, never seen it. Really? Oh, wow. Please watch I meant, it. I meant to. I meant to. And I meant to watch the TV show at some point. I think I have it on voodoo. Please watch it. Okay. We might I can't even TV spoil show. it. Yeah, yeah that you would. Be you good. mentioned the TV show before. Now I can't even. Now I can't even say the ending because it will spoil it. Damn! Now I can't even talk about this part because it will spoil it. You jerk! Spoil it for because I think we might be doing a TV show since y'all won't let me do scandal. 
I don't understand why you want to do 35 episodes or something per season, just so you can hear Huck say one cool thing per episode or hear Papa Pope say one cool thing every six episodes. You're a boy. <laughs> is, is this... Y'all got this revisionist history of scandal. Y'all act like that wasn't the shit. Like everybody wasn't on Twitter, live tweeting scandal. It was, but you act like the last season wasn't Oz bad. I mean, it got it got Oz bad about what three seasons in? Yes. So, no, no, on? not three seasons in. It got so, Oz bad with like two seasons left. Yes. The first four seasons were fucking incredible, but they're thirty episodes long. I went back and again listen to Return to Oswald. And all y'all who are listening to this show, Return to Oswald is our very first podcast we did where we discussed. The HBO show Oz from episode to episode. Um, go back and check that out. If you're listening to this on uh, the Blood, Meth, and Tears feed, there's another feed called Return to Our RTO Podcast, where we have every show that we've done. Oz, uh, um, what was that ESPN show? Playmakers. Uh, Playmakers. Um, I just keep thinking of them as the names that I gave shows, Cocaine Cougars. <laughs> Orphan, Orphan Black. Black. Um, what was what was Parallel's real name? Counterpoint. 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 I keep saying Counterpart. Like we've done some really great shows and had some really great discussions. So I would say go back and check those out. Um, but we talked about how many episodes were in each season of Scandal, and I think the shortest season was like seventeen or eighteen episodes. I'm not putting yeah. us through that unless we do what we did at the end of Oz when we just got sick of the bullshit and did literally two episodes in the same show. <laughs> like every episode was two episodes. I don't want to do that. But Brandon, if you really want to do scandal, I will gladly do scandal for you. Okay, so far, I'm looking at The Shield right now. So so far, The Shield has 13 or 15 episodes per season. I heard The Shield was awesome. I heard it was, too. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. I heard The Shield was awesome. It, it's, the, it's, the, it, it's the same type of show of what, what's about to happen. Um, It's like they get into a situation and you're like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this one? It's that over and over again. How the fuck are they going to get out of this? So, and, that, and that's what's going to happen. That's going to happen really soon here. So Jesse is mad as fuck that I think Jesse not only is mad as fuck at Walt for snitching on him or what he feels is snitching on him, even though it would have saved his life. It could have. It could have. Um, he's also mad as fuck at the way that Gus talked to him. Gus talked to him the way that that dog whisperer talks to dogs. I'm shocked Gus didn't go when he started talking back. And I'm shocked that no one, including Victor, no one punched Jesse in the face when he told Gus no. Because Gus looked at him the way that Don Flamingo or Glass Joe looks at you when you punch him in the face on Mike Tyson's punch out. Just, oh. 
But he gets in the car with Walt and he's like, you're a fucking snitch. And he won't talk to him and he won't answer his phone calls. And, you know, that night he's in bed with Andrea because, you know, even though I'm mad at Walt, I'll still fuck the person who killed my homeboy's big sister. A mouth is a mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think about the Chappelle show. Guys, night. <laughs> Oh, shit. I wish Dave Chappelle wasn't a piece of shit now. I miss my guy. But that night while they're in bed smoking a cigarette and laughing and giggling about whatever, Andrea gets a call from her grandma. She's like, slow down. Why are you talking so fast? And then she just breaks down in tears. And that's when Jesse goes to the crime scene and finds out that Tomas is uh, blue and uh, orange. Those are like fucking Ewings. I don't care what nobody says. Those didn't look like Nikes. Those are like Ewings. But his, yeah. hmm, yeah, his his blue and orange Ewings are sticking out from underneath the uh, tarp blanket. What do they call it when you? Isn't that what Ice Cube said on What's Upon the Time in the Projects? Didn't he say he had on some Ewings? Yeah, Ewings. Ice had some Ewings. Ewings were like nineties, like like. Early nineties. No, they, they back. They are. Uh huh. There is a um. There there's a website where you can buy them now. Huh. Uh, Patrick Patrick Ewing Footwear. What is the uh, EwingAthletics.com? I might get they, some Ewings. They back. You can. I mean, they one hundred and fifty dollars. I ain't getting no Ewings. <laughs> they are, they're dollars. But but yeah, they back. That's that's this nigga thinking that he's on Jordan's level with shoes, but nigga, you ain't never won that championship either. Like, get the oh, they fuck make out these here. fire! Look at all these different colorways. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they got God, all. Yeah, the these are definitely worth. These are fire. <laughs> but yeah, you was back. They've been they've been back for a couple of years now. Yeah, the, no. the website has been up for a couple of years now. Not for hundred and fifty, that ain't. I might, I might cop me a pair. These are five. Look at all these different colorways. Mm-hmm. They, they, they made it so you can find the color you're looking for. I bet they ain't got it in my size. I ain't even gonna look. So, anyways, uh, do some of these go up? I'm looking at it. Some of these are going up to sixteen. Okay, so, so definitely they have my fourteens. So Jesse sees the death of Tomas. And immediately starts hearing that kill Bill alarm. And if he had just been like, 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 again, the logic, logically, if he had just stopped for a second and thought about it for just a fucking moment, he would have known it was his fucking fault. He would have known it was his fault. He would have seen the implied statements between Gus and those two dealers, and he would have known it was his fault that this kid just died. And to quote Omar, it's all in the game. Yep. But no. He thinks that they killed Tomas because Tomas is no longer of value to them because they agreed to stop using children. I love that with Vince. I love that Vince wrote it like that, where you could see just how Jesse fucked up. Yep. 
but he can't see it because he's so deep in his feelings. <sighs> so Walt's at home for his first dinner of the week with uh, Flynn and Skyler. And uh, Walt's calling Jesse over and over again and getting the same voicemail. And then he calls Jesse again and he leaves a message. And he's like, I did the right thing, Jesse. I did what I had to do to get paid. I had to cut corners in order to look good. Copped it like I knew you would. Sorry, that's Bilal. Um, And then he comes back out from the bathroom. And he turns on the TV. Or he doesn't turn on TV. TV's already on. He comes into the living room just in time as they call him to the dinner table, just in time to hear the story of Tomas's murder. And Skylar's like, can you turn that off? They've had that on all day. But Walt immediately recognizes why Jesse's not answering his phone. And when they say what corner he died on, he knew exactly what was going on. And he takes off. The empathy that Walt has for Jesse, even though he doesn't want to have this empathy for Jesse, is like the way that you see a father with a drug addicted kid who keeps letting him back in. Walt is just like Jesse's father. And I'm not talking about Walt is just like Jesse's surrogate father. I'm talking about he's just like his biological father and how they kept letting him back into his house. Even when he knows Jesse is fucking up, he will let him back in at his own risk. Jesse is more of a son to Walt than Flynn is. Than Flynn is. Are we still doing the Flynn thing? I thought he gave it. I thought he gave that up. I don't know. I'm just respecting what he wanted to do. I feel like he just went back to being Walt Jr. because he was being petty towards his mom. I don't respect that. Okay. Y'all can do the Walt Jr. because he did switch back, but it, it, you know, I, I'm. He's Jr. to me this whole time. I'm not calling him Flynn. <laughs> that's what I said. Y'all got mad at me. No, that's what Scar said. And we was like, uh, I got mad at him. Like, yo, we're not dead naming. I thought that you were all for calling him Flynn. I don't know. It doesn't. It, I don't. They got Rakim Ewings. They got Rakim Ewings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got, the death row one's sweet, dog. <sighs> See, Steve Rashani, you got to get some. I do not. Good, sir. Not for 150. Let me look at the website, though. Ewing's. What? What's what's the website? Ewing Athletics. Those are, those are fire. Okay, I mean, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really, I ain't really into it like that. I'm just gonna look because they got them at fucking Walmart. I ain't never. You could well, you can order Jordans at Walmart.com, but um, you you can't get them in the store. But you can order Jordans at Walmart.com. But. So this dude hops in his car, leaves his family behind to go to this guy who's about to go and die. Jesse is in his car snorting meth. First time, like we said, since rehab. And he hops out the car with a gun. He sees them selling meth to some dude who walks up to him because they no longer have the kid on the bike. 
and they see Jesse because they're he's right in their field of vision. It's not like Jesse's hiding. It's not like it's a sniper move. They see him. The dude who they sell the meth to is literally in the field of vision of Jesse. And Jesse has bought from them before. And Jesse was just at this meeting with them. And Jesse was just looking angry at them. So, of course, they're both going to take, take the safeties off their guns. What were you going to do, Jesse? You're high with one gun with two people who both have guns. You would have killed one. The other one would have killed you. Especially if you don't sneak up on them, ain't no way you're getting both of them. Unless and you're he, OJ Simpson. He walks slow as shit. Up right? Yeah. Unless you're OJ Simpson, you're not killing both of them. He wasn't even trying to sneak up on nobody. Right. By the way, OJ Simpson being on It Is What It Is trips me out every time I see it. Yes. Every time he, I see it. Because he, he is still very much OJ Simpson. He's still, like, he seems like this just like, it's like this just like this old black man that's like living like nothing. It's, it's just like living life. And I'm I'm just tripped. I'm like, yo, OJ was a pariah. And he's just like on here. He's talking about going to Thanksgiving, hanging out with his family, having turkey. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. But it's just weird. It's just weird. Did, did, he, did, 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 did he call Chloe? The nigga. The nigga. The one that people keep saying that might be his child is Chloe, right? Yes. The nigga, OJ reminds me of somebody who's retired from that part of his life. Like, no matter what, he ain't admitting a shit. He knows what people think about him, but it's all behind him. So everybody else just like, yo, that's still what you're defined as. And he's like, no, I retired from that. I'm a pastor now. It's like that nigga on Dead President. <laughs> Who was cutting off the Korean, the Vietnamese people's heads and putting it in his backpack and then came home and became a pastor? <laughs> I really don't remember that movie. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember anything about that movie. Yeah, good Dave Chappelle. We can't call him evil Dave Chappelle anymore because, you know, Dave Chappelle went full in. But Bokine, Bokeem Woodbine. National uh, fucking treasure, Bokeem Woodbine. Full name? Okay. Um, went to Vietnam and was cutting off the heads of people and uh, carrying them around in his backpack till it started to stink and doing all this other type of wild shit in Vietnam and then came home and became a preacher. Sounds about right. And then went and robbed that, uh, that, that dispensary. Um, but yeah, Jesse walks up slow and you know, he's about to die until Walt, Breaks the windshield of his car again. Runs one nigga completely over. Like a speed bump. Yep. The other one's leg is so far pulled back that you know that's a fucking mannequin. Like, there's no way his leg looks broke like that. But he's on the turf. And Walt walks up to him and pulls his and takes the gun out of the dude's hand and pulls the trigger. And his brains are all over the sidewalk. And then he tells Jesse, run. Solid fucking how did, how did That was such a convenient ending. He gets there right when they're about to get shot. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but like. 
you know what the way that Walt gets the information is semi organic. It's not. Con- it's not. I don't feel like it's contrived as like him getting the information. Like he just had, like you know, he had, he had the crib. the The TV is on. They talk about the news thing, and he goes, "Oh shit." And then he goes straight there because he knows that's where this shit is going to happen. So it doesn't seem as contrived as a normal movie or TV show convenience to me. Jesse should have been dead. Them two niggas let him walk way too close to them for them to have two guns and neither of them try and shoot this motherfucker who's ambling at them like a zombie from the fucking Walking Dead. He's high as fuck. He doesn't really want to shoot people. He just learned how to flick the safety off of a gun. He should have been dead. They had two guns, one for each of you. He should have been dead. If you're as heartless as we think you are and you just killed a kid, you should kill a person that you know, you know what probably fucking saved Jesse. Now that I think about it, you know what saved Jesse's life. It's not Walt. It's their fear of Gus. Yes, that's exactly what it, that's exactly. That's what the saved. only thing that it's kept like, him so alive. This nigga walking up on the, hey, hey, put, put your gun out. Don't do nothing yet. Don't do nothing yet. Know? Yo, if he doesn't see the power of Gus based on that, like these two just killed a kid, no matter what goes down, he could have called the cops on them. Jesse could have called the cops on them and they would have got the death penalty for killing the kid. Because undoubtedly, they use one of their guns. There's so many other ways out of this, and Jesse just does not want to see the power of the person who was above all of them. That's just an idiot. But Walt should just, just let him die. Walt's, Walt's the same idiot for Jesse not letting him die. But I think Jesse, I think Walt sees Jesse as a son. That's what we were just saying. We were just talking about that. And he's willing to do a lot of things that'll get him into a lot of trouble to protect this person, but. Jesse has the what what was what were the words from uh from that Tupac song? Uh Jesse needs to bow down and recognize a, a power greater than himself. Gus is literally holding back a flood. The levee t- has broken and that's Gus only is that's only what's our connection. No, bow down to something greater than yourself, Trick. That's Tupac. And, I mean, but that's the same thing. The same thing in West High Connection. Bow down to a nigga. That's no, that's not the like, same, it's that thing. same It's not the same thing, but it's the same sentiment. I don't care if it's the same sentiment. You saying it's the same thing and then saying it's the same sentiment aren't the same thing, sir. Outlaw Immortals. Bow down to something greater than yourself, Trick. I just don't remember what song it was. It was on the second side of the second fucking album from <laughs> from All Eyes on Me. And the second side of the second fucking album wasn't the strongest tracks in the world. I think I, that's I, where they had Shorty Wanna Be a Thug at. I can't I can't speak on none of this. All of my favorite Tupac songs that is not on Machiavelli is on the greatest hits. You should check out um I'm good. Not a Tupac fan. Not you going to be. Check out um not Tupacalypse Now and not um strictly for my niggas. Me Against the World. Me Against the World was the last good Tupac album from end to end. And it was when he wasn't a gangster. It was just when he was Machiavelli was not good to you? Not a hundred percent, no. Because oh, he was full of just vengeance. 
Me Against the World was just him being like that kid from the un- from the digital underground, more or less, talking How about the old school and shit favorite. like that. How is that not your favorite album? You're all about vengeance and revenge. I'm not all about vengeance and revenge. I'm really about mentoring and building. But if it happens that way, I will get revenge. (laughs) And you should be glad that I'm going to get revenge because if need be, you know somebody's going to ride for you. I understand that. That's why I'm surprised you don't like Machiavelli. I do like Machiavelli. It's just not my favorite album of his, and I feel like there's some stuff on there that's weak. There is there is some weakness on it, but I mean, I don't know. I, I me, I don't think that there is an album. Uh, there's very many albums with no skips. Yeah, yeah, no, there is, and I went back and listened to Jay Z's Black album because I always thought that was his quintessential work. And oh. he has a lot of skips on that. I called Scar a couple of days ago about that one. He has a lot of skips. Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, there's there's at least three for me. There's no and I'm a fan. Doggy style. On what? Doggy, doggy style. style. There are skips on doggy style. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you skip on doggy style? Hold on one second. Let me get this out the way first. Outlaw Immortals, bow down to something greater than yourself, trick. Amounts of chin checks and our swords. They ain't know it. You watch it, but you ain't seeing what lies before you be arch. Picture, if you will, seven deadly human beings blessed with the gift of speech, the power to reach each nigga on every street. May the heavenly father look down and be proud of what transpired since the day the seed was planted. The G group, but we knew we have a click. Smoked out, looked out, all in the shit. It's me and my dogs living like hogs. Our Lord knows what follows is a story, what preceded was the clue. All right, so it was an excellent song, but on that on that side of the album, he also had "Heaven Ain't Hard to Find." He had "Thug Passion," but at the he had "Shorty Want to Be a Thug." Um, what's your phone number? But then at the same time, he had um, "Ain't Too Hard to Find." He had all eyes on me. He had rather be your nigga. Checkout time. Picture me rolling. Holla at me. Oh my God. I love holla at me so much. So all eyes on me is still a classic, but like you said, there's skips on each on, on that album without, without question for doggy style though. Let's look. G funk intro is good. Jenny juice is good. The shiznit. I really, I'm, I can do without it. I love the shiznit. I'm I'm skipping Lottie Dottie. I Sorry. can definitely do it without oh. Lottie Dottie, but Y'all I can skip tripping. the shiznit because the shiznit is where he first felt. I first felt like he was just freestyling, and when Snoop he starts was. freestyling, he starts meandering to me. No, nah, it he was not he's, skip Lottie he's, Dottie. Lottie Dottie. I can because I I like it better when Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick did it. And and it's it's the exact same song. Is bit it, there's barely any changes. Like it's the same song. So like I don't need they to listen it, to this. So it. really, he changes a couple of he changes a couple of words, but for the most part, it's the same. But you know what, Brandon, you're absolutely right. I'm looking at this fucking lineup, and it's pretty much flawless. Mm. But it's not just him. It's the Dog Pound and awesome. Lady of Rage, and this is the compilation album featuring this Snoop. Is- this might be controversial. 
but but what's my name is a skip for me. It's got oh, to play out. It got to play out. Well, it's that slow flow. D O double G, nigga. See these other fools, but you can't see me, nigga. Who am I? Who am I? So slow your roll, I'm in control like Janet. The locust 21 year old nigga that's on this planet. Take it for granted if you wanna, cause I'm gonna grab my strap and clear the counter. Oh, they Doggy did that song me. at the Ice Cube concert. Doggy Style to me is the greatest hip hop album of all time. It might be up there. It's definitely in the top 10 list. But it's, it's one just, of those things you don't think about until you go back and you really look at it and you give it the credit that it's due. Oh, my goodness. That song Great makes goodness. me happy. The first, The first 10 songs of 2001 are pretty incredible too Up i'm looking the at the episode. chronic just the just the normal chronic well, Fuck yeah, with Ray day let the me thing. ride the day the niggas took over uh nothing but a g thing d's nuts little ghetto boy which is still one of my favorite songs that's one that's one um grand theft auto well there's a few dre tracks on uh grand theft auto because he did a thing but uh Dre, Dre and Death Row had a run of success that was unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say Rockefeller had that same thing, but honestly, Rockefeller was Jay-Z puts out an album, it goes triple platinum, everybody else puts out an album, and it's dog shit. That's not true. <laughs> not true at all. A I lot mean, of those, Beanie a lot and of Freeway those, put out good stuff, but a a, meal, lot, a lot of those albums did a lot of those albums did really well. They just just no one no one rose to the to the level of Jay-Z. No, but what you're saying is stuff. they yes, they sold really well because they're Rockefeller albums, but they're not good albums. The same property albums, Philadelphia Freeway. Uh that's what I said. Freeway and Freeway and Beanie, yes. Hmm. But uh, Memphis the Bleak? Just, no, I mean, a mill, Chris and Neek. from me to you was fire. oh oh the Young Guns album is fire, dog. It's just no one cared. By the time it actually came out, no one fucking cared, including them, because Neef just stopped rapping altogether. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to put those two up there, Brandon. You're absolutely right. The chronic, uh, the chronic and doggy style, and then all eyes on me are definitely up there. The Rockefeller era is my favorite era of music. Period. I know. I definitely know. The people's feel- vigorous defense of Jay Z. No, Philadelphia Freeway is the best Rockefeller album, not Jay Z. That, that thing is fantastic. People just don't like his voice. Like I like his voice, but his voice is the best part, right? But the Philadelphia Freeway is a fantastic album. I mean, state property, Rockefeller Records. Just that feeling music, you know. We make that music you can feel. Just blaze. I went from the ghetto to the ghetto when I'm back again. And we doing it back and forth Roll with a gang of thugs. My burner, my hood passport. Fresh from the airport, I'm back again. And I clap your men. I'm from a block where niggas might blast your pops. No t- His voice 
was what made him stand out the same way West Side Gun's voice is what makes him stand out. I don't know much West Side Gun, so I can't speak on that. So you don't listen to Griselda? Fuck no. Wow. I just it's just not it's not my type of shit like that that wanna be returned to boom bap shit. That's no, it's over. Griselda's not boom bap at all. It's the, that that halfway want to be returned to boom bap. That's what I said. I don't, mm. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I don't care. I don't care about boom bap anymore. Uh, the South one. Like we we need to keep doing what we've been doing. What part of this is boom bap? Have you ever been lost? What where that where that be find boom bap at? That is boom bap. It sounds like a fucking Wu Tang song. It's boom bap. That is 100% boom bap. The, the snippet of the song that you played me, I don't know that song, but that is 100%. So that's what boom bap is? I thought boom bap was like bass and shit. I don't know. No, boom bap is that that New York, basically everything is focused on- But nigga, they're from New that, York. I, I know. That's, it's that, it's that, that kind of new, the, the New York style that, that boomed. Cat, boom, boom. Cat, oh, boom, cat, boom, boom, cat. not a whole lot of 808s and all of that kind of shit. Like, it's just basically focused on that. Okay. Well, uh, you learn something every day. Huh. Still better than Rockefeller, like 95% of their shit. Fuck no. Man, look, when I say 95% of their shit, you got to think about all the niggas that Jay-Z signed who never came out with an album. Yeah, they suck them all on the state property album. Which was just as bad as when Mike oh, Bivens no. made the Biv 10 album. No, the first two, the first two state property albums are they got some <laughs> there's some tracks, dog. It's man, not it's not flawless. It's not flawless. But man, there's some hits up there. That nigga had Kanye West and the con men in state property too, dog. I'm never gonna forgive that shit. I've never seen the movies. I don't watch movies with more than one and a half rappers. We know this. <laughs> so y'all can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser and copy and paste that into the good pods in the good pods app. And then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. You can leave a donation for the show on patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also leave a donation for the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out.
simulcast. Don't know by now that you're 